0: But when i was doing that with marketing for two years consistently it it's what made me break out my shell be the person i was supposed to be and yeah. when i found out i'm just like a charismatic uh very ambitious you a star yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> he thought that he was
0: a star <laughs> and the star. game changed <laughs> absolutely
2: <light bulb> <laughs> welcome to the prince george's daily on this season We will be taking a look at businesses and entrepreneurs in Prince George's County, getting insight into both the business process and the world of entrepreneurship. You will hear the stories shared by business owners and the entrepreneurs in the county, their challenges and their steps for success.
3: Hello, Prince George's County. I'm Del Roden. Today is December 11th, 2019. In today's episode of the Prince George's Daily, Heavenly Bee sits down with an ambitious entrepreneur who is taking on some of the biggest names in business. Our Prince Georgian of the day is Charles Anglais. Mr. Angley has started a business supply company to rival brands like Staples and Office Depot. Stay here and hear what it takes to mount such an ambitious endeavor and how to make it work in Prince George's County. In today's weather, we can expect a high temperature of only 39 degrees under sunny skies. Temperatures will drop down to a chilly 23 degrees overnight, so get ready to scrape those windshields in the morning. In today's news, the former mayor of District Heights gets locked up. Time is running out for some residents, and an academic superstar gets recognized. But first, let's hear from Heavenly B as she converses businesswoman to businessman, entrepreneur to entrepreneur, the prince george's daily here's heavenly
1: hey everybody it's your girl heavenly b here with the prince george's daily and today i'm sitting with entrepreneur and businessman charles anglais say hello to the people charles
0: what's up world
1: and we just want to really get into what you do for business this month is all about highlighting people doing big things in the DMV and changing the narrative of the 9 to 5. How did you get started in business?
0: Okay that's a good question. Well I actually got started in college so I was originally a biology major. I went to Bowie State University. Mm-hmm. I wanted to become a dentist. <laughs> that's what I aspired to do but I always had in my mind that I was going to be private practice. Mm-hmm. However For some reason, I had an awesome love affair with the business building. I would go study in the business building, and I was so mesmerized with all the business majors just saying, wow, like this is what they do. They had a better building than us at the time, and I was just intrigued by business. So I would sometimes in my spare time when I was waiting on classes, I would uh, just Google like billionaires like Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Jay-Z, Sean Puffy Combs. And just figure out, like, okay, like, what's so special about them that, you know, I can, that, that, what, what is it that they can do that I can do or I can't do or something? And then when I realized that there's nothing special, I mean, all it really was was just, you know, a vision, the drive, ambition, and the willingness not to quit. And from there, that's where it birthed my entrepreneurial career at the age of 24 when I graduated.
1: And so what was your for- first business? Is the business, th- business that you're in now, was that, like, the first Ever business that you started
0: no the first business i really did was actually was in network marketing okay so that's really where i got the energy What
1: company or you don't want to say it, no i can it. say
0: it was a prepaid legal now known as legal shield
1: okay somebody tried to sell me that in the salon legal shield oh wow yeah okay so how has network marketing then because people really give network marketing a bad rap i'm not jumping up and clicking my heels about it but at the end of the day i see the benefits of network marketing one of the things it does is really gives you that uh that gumption and that uh tenacity to go after clients whereas everybody is so stuck on the computer behind in the social media world these days network marketing make you get on them feet and go meet people do you feel like that has shaped the type of entrepreneur that you are right now
0: Oh, absolutely. Because actually network marketing is really 100% responsible for giving me the confidence. Because, you know, when you do business and sales, a lot of us are shy timid. I used to be, I was always shy timid growing up. I really didn't talk to strangers or things like that. But when I was doing network marketing for two years consistently, it, it's what made me break out my shell be the person I was supposed to be. And yeah. when I found out I'm just like a charismatic, uh, very ambitious. You a star.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he found out he was a star, was and a star. the game changed.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, the light bulb clicked.
1: <laughs> awesome. Okay, so tell me about the business that you're in now, and how long you've been in business.
0: Okay, so what I do now? So, what I do is really I'm a. It's a partnership. So I have I have my own company called Anglin Enterprises, and all it is is just a conglomerate umbrella of any business that I've started or I'm partnering up with. So, what we're doing now, it's American Business Supplies. I actually brought the catalog. Yes. Where we sell office supplies. So, imagine, imagine like Staples, Office Depot, right? Yeah. But we're actually them, except we don't have the physical locations. Mm-hmm. We just have a website that's the same level as Office Depot and Staples. It almost kind of mirrors Amazon.
1: Do you look like a print center too? You print stuff?
0: We have capabilities. That's like our, we call it a special orders team. Okay. So we have somebody we contract with where if there's opportunities like that. We can send it off to them and we get it at a nice price.
1: Okay. I like that idea. And I'm all about supporting um small businesses. So thank you for letting us know about this. I'm going to have to check you guys out. Now, what got you into that particular business? Like what made you say, hmm, I'm sell office supplies?
0: And it's funny. <laughs> I'm glad you said that too. I actually got started because my mentor, which you're supposed to be here, Mr. Dwayne King, he actually, um, I actually met him when I was doing that with marketing. And I was just prospecting, you know, just saying, hey, I had flowers. I would say, hey, we got an event coming up. You should come check it out. And, you know, somebody I can identify with because he kind of dressed like I, he had like his hat turned back, wear his sweatpants and a white t tur- a a white t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mentor in the marketing And successful people don't wear suits. They're in regular clothes, just stuff like you and I. So I said, okay, let me see what he was talking about. So I felt like that was my first stint. So when I did that, he showed me the information. I was trying to give him my business. But then I put him on with my mentor. And then he said, look, you need to take a look at this. So I went in his basement. He showed me it. I I liked what I saw. You know, he had a lot of success. He actually lived in my neighborhood. So I could walk to his house. So it was like, and at that time, I didn't have a car. Too, because I lost my car when I graduated from college. Mm. So whatever I was doing, and I was working at Six Five because I was trying to figure out what I was going to do because I got this bachelor's of science degree, but I know I'm not, I'm not going to, to dental school like I thought. Yeah. And anything else that I wanted to do, I had to get a master's or a PhD. So I was kind of torn between at a two. At crossroads, kind yeah, of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I met him, he said, look, I guarantee you won't get a no. And I had to, my first day, I had to send like 400 emails One by one, not all this like constant contact wasn't even, we weren't even thinking, about. we were so, we were, it was a two-year-old company when I got, when I got involved with them. So Mm -hmm. I sent 400 emails out of that. I think, I believe I made like $200.
1: This was for the company you have now?
0: Yeah, the company I'm doing Mm now. So
1: this is, is this a network marketing?
0: No, this is not. Mm -mm.
1: Okay. You just partnered with someone? Mm Mm-hmm. Because
0: it was already in business. Yeah, because I'm, I'm self-employed, but you know. Yeah. So oh, I understand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just wondering, like, because I heard you say it was already two years in the making before you came along. So I worked out. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's go back a little bit to when you were a kid. I know when you were in college, you gravitated to the entrepreneurial department, and you wanted to hear what the business majors were doing. But when you think back, have you always had kind of an entrepreneurial spirit?
0: Yeah. Uh, I would say my entrepreneurial spirit was it kind of like flickered for me when I was 13 years old. Cause I always told my dad that I wanted to become a dentist on my own practice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And at the age of 50, I was going to retire own apartment complexes.
1: Yes.
0: So that's always been that's still that's still my goal. I didn't like that go, But I've always told my dad that my dad always said that I was going to do that.
1: I used to say I was going to, and I probably still will, I used to say I was going to own hotels, but we'll see. <laughs> Apartments might be more luc- lucrative than hotels now, but yeah. we'll see. Um, so what have been the biggest challenges that you faced? though? We all know that entrepreneurship is the thing that's promoted, is glitter, is glitz, is glam, is the life, right? Actually have businesses and have been in the muck. We know that it's not always pretty. Tell me what your biggest challenges have been.
0: Uh, my biggest challenge is it's kind of like really it's really it was kind of starting over because there was a period in time where it were some things I wasn't agreeing with. It was an old somebody that I, one of my friends kind of like messed me up in business, like kind of like, you know, said some false claims about some stuff that I did. But I, I really didn't. And it set me back. I had to quit what I was doing. I left business to go work a job. Mm-hmm. So which I hadn't worked a job since I was like 24 years old. Mm-hmm. So it was already I had to swallow my pride. To go and do this job so i came back so i was really like saying i need to get back to what i used to be but what i found out a lot of people that i was dealing business because i do directly with the government they missed me mm-hmm. and i had shut down a lot of customers doing business with american business supplies supplies.com had stopped doing business with them because i wasn't there because i was the face of wow. my own customers and they literally were wondering what happened this isn't charles charles would have said something Right. So they literally were like, "Oh, we ain't doing business" cuz I figured something bad happened.
1: And you realized that you, there was a need for you.
0: Yes, mhm. Absolutely. Mm.
1: Yep. That's I always tell people, you got to bring value to wherever you are, whatever company that you're with, whether it's your own or some your own or someone else's. "Quote unquote, technically everyone is replaceable, but you want them to be like, "But is he?"
0: Exactly. Like Charles is
1: replaceable, but is he really? Exactly. Because he brings so much to the table, so I like that.
0: Exactly, I appreciate
1: that. Um, What has been the most rewarding part?
0: Uh, The most rewarding part is, you know... Getting that bag? Getting the bag, you know, (laughs) setting your own time, being able to do things that most people who work nine-to-fives can't do. You know, giving giving away money, like giving my mom money. You know, getting out of debt. Yeah. That's another thing. Personal debt, actually. And um, just really setting my, living my life on my own terms, yeah. I would say.
1: Okay, so then how do you define success? That's a great segue. You said living life on your own terms. Is that how you define success, or do you have a broader vision of what success means to you?
0: I would say that would be my response now because I think success when I was getting started was really the ability to multiply things beyond yourself. But as I got older and a little bit, wise is like, you know, it's what I just said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also everyone's and success could be what you want success to be, because everybody has a different level of success. Success could be personal. It could be financial. Yeah, it could be. um, It could be a lot of things, you know, so I would say it really just depends on which, you, you know, what's your own person. What what is what is your goal of success? I would say. So
1: what level are you trying to get to? I mean, this is just. A dreamer talking to a dreamer. I always ask these kind of questions. Like, are you seeing yourself billionaire status? And if so, like, would you then feel like, hey, I've, I've made myself successful? Or do you even feel successful now? Just, you know, I would say I feel chatting su- with me. <laughs> I like that. I would say I feel successful now because mine is not
0: really, it's not really monetary, gain like, money or anything. It's really just, you know, just showing people, hey, look, I did it. Mm-hmm. You could do it, too. And this is what I did yeah. at the end of the day because I feel like um, like, it could be done. It's attainable. Mm-hmm. But I think that we need We need more examples.
1: So give me an example of what kind of advice you would give someone who came to you to consult about starting um, a business. Like, what's the first question that you would ask them to see if they even are cut out for this entrepreneurial life? One.
0: First question I'm going to ask you is, you know... Where's your business plan? Mm-hmm. What is the business? Mm-hmm. Did you research the industry? Yeah. Do you know your competition? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause, look, Let's pause. <laughs> don't
1: lose this thought. I always have this conversation. I'll be telling people, especially, I don't know if it's just with the women or if it's with our community as a whole. But we're starting to try to act like this competition in business does not exist. And it's really just a whole bunch of BS that we're feeding our minds. Not saying that you should walk around. Like, start and stuff, and walk around being mad at people for having a a business. But you better know who your competition is. How are you going to one up the competition? How are you going to be the best in that market if you don't know who your competition is? Exactly. But they keep talking about it's enough money for everybody. Okay. Shoot. I'm gonna <laughs> get all of it. I want all the money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. Shoot. That's like main thing. Just the, I would say the first two, first two to three people in your in your area busy you want to pursue. Once you identify them, then you say, "Okay, what is it that they're doing that what is it that they're doing that I could do or what is it that what is it that they're ma-
1: not doing that I can do?" Because usually we all what if you're in the same business, you have the standard same kind of yeah, things going mm-hmm. on even if it's a similar product, but it's always going to be something that they are forgetting or they missing that the customer needs. Exactly. And you got to hone in on that.
0: Absolutely. All right.
1: All right that's good just some good talk right here <laughs> <I>
0: appreciate.
1: <it. laughs> now we got that so what give me two more tips that you would give them all right after they've identified their competition
0: they have their business plan they study their they study they know or we already talked about that yeah we did say talk about the competition business plan area business then oh where are you going to get where what what avenues are you going to use to get the capital how much do you need to start mm-hmm, this business mm-hmm. Because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I want to do business. Do you know how much capital you're going to need? Is this a business that you're going to need an office? Is this a business you can work from home temporarily until you have enough money for the office? What geographical locations do you want to focus on? Yeah. You know, because that's going to also be important, too, because you could be in an area where the competition may not be as they may not have a stronger presence. But you can go over there and fill and be the go to person.
1: What do you feel about having a niche? Do you feel like having a niche is important in business these days?
0: I would say yes, because the niche is really what opens up the door for you. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, once you're good at your niche and you perfected it, then you can start, you know, finding other niches, many niches that may be that may be related to the present niche.
1: Yeah, I was <laughs> just finding that um, even as I continued on my journey, I learned more and more um the advantages of having a niche because coming from the beauty industry doing here, I was just like, I do, I can do everything. Yeah. I was excited about the fact that I could do everything. And then I start realizing how you build, um, a brand, a trusted brand, how you become an expert is to really narrow down your niche. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one of my old, um, like, he, he teaches, so it was a continuing education class, and he was like, what's your niche? I was like, child. I do short hair, long hair, color hair. <laughs> I do it all. <laughs> he was like, you need to find the niche. And then I realized, I mean, why isn't my niche extensions? I wear extensions. That's all I wear is extensions. Um, And my clients, I do a lot of extensions. Why can't that be my niche so that I can, like, hone in on that market and I can brand myself and I can become an expert? You can't become an expert. You know what I'm saying? So I was just learning, like. For me, I feel like the niche is important in the world because everybody is doing everything. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's no originality no more. That's everybody true. sell hair. Everybody do makeup. Everybody um, sell waist trainers. Everybody, I'm um, just the female market, but I mean, everybody do the same thing. That's true. So you got to have your niche. All right. This ain't even my interview. This is yours. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's next for Charles Anglais?
0: So what's next? I'm glad you said that again. So what's next is with me and my, my mentor and I are actually getting ready to launch the first ever in PG County, fast, casual salad food, salad restaurant.
1: Fast food? Mm-hmm. If Organic. y'all can see me, my hands are up. <laughs> I was just talking to Joshua, telling him how I used to be more snatched in this, but my life got busy. And when you, it's no fast food options that's really healthy for real. I mean, unless you're going to keep on eating a wilted salad at, like, most of these fast food places. The Anybody. only one, the only place you go that don't got wilted lettuce is where? Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> Everybody else, is, is so it's like you don't want it. So you're telling me that you're going to give me some good salad quick. Absolutely. And that I'm going to be able to have a busy life and still maintain my health. Absolutely. Yes.
0: It's, it's coming soon. We uh, Actually, we ju- I just signed off on the LOI, so... Yeah, so look out for spring 2020. We're actually going to, actually, it's funny you said we actually met with somebody today, a council, somebody in the council of PG County. So we're trying to strike a deal with PG where they will fund it Mm -hmm. and where in return, and the, you know, in return will be, we're going to give away 30% of the profits to schools to focus on clean eating and being able to read the labels and things like that. And also, PG County residents. So if you're born in, if you're in PG County, you have a PG County address. When these stores start opening up, you guys are first priority. Oh, really? Yep. What
1: does that mean?
0: means that an application comes in. We're going to look at the address. You guys are going to get interviewed first because we're not going to be going outside of our area to find people. We want to start I love first. It. So that's also that's the deal we're working on right now.
1: I love it. I love it. So we're with the location? Where's the first location going to be?
0: First location, we're actually going to have two. So one is going to be Bowie Marketplace Okay. right next door to the Tropical Smoothie and Chipotle over there with the Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. And then the second location is going to be in Laurel, right near that Smoothie King. Mm-hmm. You know where the movie theater is.
1: So it sounds to me that you have to even be strategic in where you place your storefront, right? You want to mm-hmm. place it bes- beside other places to <laughs> business? Yep. Okay. Because that's the kind of people. a Smoothie King is going to attract your yeah. client, right?
0: Absolutely. So it's almost like you get your smoothie. Get your salad. And then you get your salad. Oh, you
1: say, Oh, oh, they got salads right here. I'll be right back. You run in there. I exactly. run in here. Exactly. I like it. You got to be very strategic and people don't think about all those aspects or even putting some by a gym.
0: Yeah. And that's also, that's actually, a, so the key components and what we do, what we're doing is the, the main factors before we even go into any area, we're looking for a gym, mm-hmm. we're looking for something smoothie, or we're looking for something that could be like a healthy, conscious vegan, maybe. Yeah. As long as we have those three components, then we're, we're set.
1: Okay. So, is this a franchise business or, like, where other locations, um, like, in the nation have this place?
0: So, it is going to be, it's starting off as a franchise. So, okay. I'm actually going to be the first person that's signing off on it. My oh. mentor, this is my mentor's idea. So, I'm actually, my company that's going to be franchising is going to be called Healthy City Foods. I already got the LLC, mm-hmm. LLC, literally <laughs> this month.
1: So, f- this, for the final question, please tell the listening audience how they can connect with you online to stay in the loop about what's coming with this. What's the place called? Healthy,
0: oh, I'm sorry. Fresh. It's co- company's called Fresh Green.
1: With Fresh Green, I mean, I definitely got to stay connected. Cause listen, my birthday in April, and I'm trying to be ready for the beach.
0: <laughs> We're gonna have a grand opening too. So once my store opens up, I'll let. I'll definitely. I have your number anyway. So I'll definitely let you know. We want everybody to come there. We're actually already going to have, I believe, Easy Streets. probably going to be
1: DJing. Okay. Perfect. (laughs) But thank you so much for your time. Guys, this has been an amazing interview with entrepreneur Charles Anglais. Make sure y'all follow him online. Make sure you guys stay connected. Um, Until tomorrow, guys. Good day.
3: For the Prince George's Daily, I'm Del Roden. Here's the latest news for today, December 11th, 2019. Former District Heights Mayor Eddie Martin was ordered to serve two days in jail and pay over $22,000 in restitution for using his government position to help an acquaintance buy $50,000 worth of fireworks. Prince George's County Judge Tiffany Anderson placed Martin, who was convicted in a jury trial of a misdemeanor charge on five years supervised probation, Martin was suspended from his part-time position as mayor after the conviction and resigned on Monday. The state of Maryland is sharing several updates for residents. Here are just a couple. The Bay Bridge construction is over half complete and is expected to finish in May of 2020 before the heaviest beach traffic gets underway. An estimated 35% of Prince Georgians vacation on the beaches of Delaware and Ocean City using the Bay Bridge in order to get there. And number two, according to the State Exchange, there are only four days left to register for your health plan. The last day to register is December 15th, but there's still time. This year's rates have dropped, according to the Maryland Health Connection. Visit MarylandHealthConnection.gov to find the plan for you. And finally, from the office of Dr. Monica Goldson, CEO of the Prince George's County Schools, the Scholar of the Week is Eleanor Roosevelt High School senior Lindsay Blocker. This high school graduation will begin the pursuit of her dreams. At Roosevelt, her course loads include AP courses in computer science, music theory, calculus, U.S. government and politics, and English. Beyond high school, Lindsay hopes to pursue a career promoting the ethical use of technology by focusing on public policy and artificial intelligence. Congratulations, Miss Blocker. For the Prince George's Daily, I'm Del Roden. Have a phenomenal day.
2: This podcast is brought to you by Prince George's Community News and Prince George's Community College, celebrating over 60 years of offering the highest possible standards in college education for the county and the region. Visit us at pgcc.edu. The opinions expressed on the Prince George's Daily Podcast do not necessarily represent those of Prince George's Community College, its employees, or its affiliates. The producers of the Prince George's Daily Podcast are Heavenly Bee, to Say. David Smalls, Joshua Boykin, Brian Green, and Chandra Durham, and is executively produced by Dale Roten. Tune in tomorrow as we continue our discussion on businesses in Prince George's County. This is the Prince George's Daily.